I always say this, it doesn't matter if you can fill your car with petrol, you have enough money to see some of the most stunning places in the world. Yeah. You don't have you don't have to buy a ticket and go to Bali. Oh, like you but, can. But it is nice. It is nice. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> like the Philippines this time of year is stupid. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. I'm your host Connor Finn and this is a show where I get to chat to most interesting people I know. You know the story by now, I know the story by now. And if you don't, go listen to some past episodes. There's tons of them out there. And please do remember to support the podcast by giving us a listen, a like, a share, a five star review. All of it goes really far. And you know what? Shout about it, share about it on socials as well. I am on everything just search Finterviews Finterviews podcast Finterviews pod online and yeah you can get in touch and let us know how you thought the episode went or even if you're just talking about give us a little tag let us know that you're listening to it and that I am not just talking into the ether that stuff is really appreciated on to today's episode I was thrilled to welcome on somebody that I've been looking up to on social for quite some time. It was, of course, the wonderful Marius Monaghan. If you're not familiar with Marius's work, hopefully you will be after this podcast. Marius is an Irish adventurer. He is just one of those people that has been traveling around the world and especially Ireland and showing off these magnificent hidden gems and just natural beauties of the place. And uh, we chatted all about Marius's kind of whole journey getting into this world from skipping class to go hike the morns, um, leaving his career as an accountant in Dublin to become a content creator and adventurer. Being inspired by, of course, none other than the deadly 60s Dave Backshaw and the explosion that I suppose Ireland has seen since lockdown with adventurers, people look for hidden gems and really exploring all that Ireland has to offer in that whole sphere of natural beauty and people getting out there and uh how Mars has kind of been one of the first few people to get into that and also some of his big plans for the future he was an absolute gem to interview and I was just delighted to just find out how someone gets into one of those roles and hopefully if you are interested in something like that as well this will be an absolute dream to listen to um but I will stop talking and I will let the interview get on. So without further ado, please enjoy the latest episode of Interviews with the wonderful Marius Monin. Well, welcome back to another episode of Interviews on the show this week after the smoothest uh, start probably to an interview I've ever had. Mics weren't working, nobody could hear each other. Uh, I have on the brilliant uh, Marius. Marius? Yeah, Marius. Marius, yeah. Marius Monin. <laughs> to show fuck me i'll just bollocks this entire start like <laughs> thanks connor um how you doing yeah th- thanks for that one <laughs> um, i'm doing okay do you know what um i feel like we've been all over all the hurdles already that can possibly come through this interview so you know from here it's honestly smooth sailing yeah only that is up from here yeah exactly like we're we're at the ground zero do you know what i mean like the bar is set very low um but yeah hopefully hopefully we'll get to somewhere good uh maris for the rare occasion that i suppose like people haven't heard about yourself i mean huge on tiktok on like 200 uh, almost two hundred thousand. um i know you personally from your instagram stuff like that as well um adventure exploring like putting up just cool videos finding places all around the, like the world like 
I suppose that's how I knew you. But for the occasion that somebody isn't familiar with Marius Monin, <clears throat> honestly, uh, tell us a bit about yourself, I suppose, like your background, like uh, where you're from, what you do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's always something that I've struggled to kind of like identify myself as like, who am I or what do I do? Um, but I suppose the best way to describe myself is just an Irish adventurer, like someone who likes to adventure in Ireland, uh, mostly. <laughs> Um, and then obviously travel as well. But the last couple of years has been, you know, it's just been Ireland. Um, mm. Hopefully the door is now open to, to hit the rest of the world again. Um, my background, I'm from Tyrone. We had a holiday home in Donegal growing up. And that's kind of where I got the hook for traveling. Because Donegal, as you know, as everyone listening knows, is absolutely stunning. It's my favorite county in Ireland. It's full of hidden gems, oh, mountains, waterfalls. <laughs> see it has absolutely everything um so that's that's how i got hooked into adventuring and yeah that's that's why i'm here now sorry you're from drone i like <laughs> no genuinely like i like i mean i i love donegal like i try to get there as much as i can like i'm from Armagh, like we're not too far away but <laughs> right. i swear to god i was fully like oh this man's like just must be bored and bred like d- d- like that that's like literally was taking me off like, the mark there already and being like how the fuck did you find the time to go over that's like a two-hour drive every day <laughs> yeah actually when I, whenever i um i worked in dublin for a couple of years I nearly was telling people I was from Donegal because <laughs> everybody I, presumes. Ev- yeah, everyone just says, What are you up to this weekend? I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna climb Mount Derrigal, I'm gonna go camp on this beach, or I'm, I'm going to Ross Nowler. Every weekend it was Donegal, Donegal, Donegal. <laughs> so it got to the point when I was like, Oh, I'm going home this weekend to Tyrone. They're like, What? <laughs> what? What? So like, everyone just assumes that home is Donegal. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm Tyrone through and through, but uh, Donegal is definitely definitely my favorite country oh fucking dead right honestly like yeah but like i suppose you're mentioned there i mean you've kind of done things before this or whatever like you're saying you work in dublin that's currently where i am working right now and recording this podcast crazy like like when did you first i suppose get into this like whole world of like exploring you know creating content like really mm-hmm. kind of just like was it something that you'd always kind of gravitated towards and were like we're just really interested in being like i just want to like document what i'm doing or like what was was there another kind of like path that you're potentially going to go down like is there another life where you're just like a lawyer desk office you know that kind of way well you say that instead of lawyer it was accountant (laughs) i studied i studied accountancy at university um i always say that my parents groomed me into being an accountant they like they pushed me into um like I was good at maths so if you're good at maths you go go be an accountant it's a safe yeah. job um but look I, I'm happy I have the degree and um if I ever want to go back into that boring lifestyle I can um I, I worked for a year down in Dublin um in a forensic accounting team which is like it was actually good fun like investigating fraudulent companies and stuff like that um it's probably the, the sexiest side of accounting that you could imagine <laughs> Um, absolutely nothing. nothing on the outdoors and adventurous scene but uh yeah like I, I do have a completely different background in in accountancy which is kind of not what you'd expect I suppose if you stumbled across me online yeah yeah I mean 
<laughs> I suppose like how does somebody go from like w- was it just what you were saying or like I suppose you're obviously you know study accounting graduated and did like the usual just like right big boy job here we go move town and is that literally what happened where you were just going up the like the coast most weekends and then like what w- what was the step over from going like because that is a big jump to make from going like yeah. look I'm doing accounting this is something I like that like that's a hard one to step away from a pretty solid job to then go uh-huh. into something that is pretty lucrative if you do it right obviously going mm. around exploring and it's paid off for yourself but like when like what are the stepping stones that you did like yeah, that got so, you into being like fuck it, i'm just going to keep doing it like because it's paid off so much now but like that's one thing that i was like jesus <laughs> so for me it was at university that's yeah. when i I spent most of the time that I was actually supposed to be in class out at the North Coast <laughs> or out in Donegal. Um, I had a, a good uh, school friend, Rion McKenna. Um, he was also in university up in Belfast and mm-hmm. I would text him on a Tuesday morning. Sun was shining. Might have been March. Mm-hmm. It was five, maybe 10 degrees. But if the sun was out, I'd send him a text. Like, what do you want to do? And he's like, mm, let's go to the morns and we just shoot it didn't didn't matter if we had class yeah um you could always catch catch up um ish but yeah like that that's how, that's how i got hooked in it just went and it kind of grew from there uh, i only had a small following up until i finished university it was mm. the final couple of months of university where like it kind of exploded with mm. first lockdown tiktok and then instagram grew so i was offered a, a training contract down in grand Porton. Uh, an accounting firm in Dublin and I deferred it for a year just to give myself that year of like traveling and then mm-hmm. kind of finding out what exactly I wanted to do because I knew I didn't want to do accountancy yeah but you know what I just didn't want to do more exams like the actual working in accountancy wasn't <laughs> as bad as it seems it was just the thought of exams and studying so yeah that, that's what happened it, like I was lucky I had that grace period of mm. it happening at university and then I was like I'm going to defer a year here so mm. I could really I suppose give myself a bit more foundations out doing work by myself mm-hmm. make it work long term yeah but like I mean even to the point of like the kind of style of video and stuff that you'd be uploading like you know sort of photography and stuff like that like for someone that like I like did media and like you know what I mean like working around like different things like that like it's such high quality it's such like there's such like a style to it as well like so for so for someone that's an accountant <laughs> that's what I mean like it seems like something that was like a really just like easy path to for you to kind of step into like please tell me are you like a YouTube kid as well for like a no, while I, I, I wish I was like YouTube is something I'd love to get into um, but I, I I always feel my videos are just it's like not last minute but it's mm. I go on an adventure and it is an adventure first yeah. and then it's a video. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people on Instagram and TikTok would be like, oh, I'm an Instagrammer. Mm. I'm a video editor first and then yeah. I'm the adventuring or whatever. But for me, I adventure first and then I'll just like video and take <laughs> photos of the adventure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I suppose that probably the passion of it comes through in the video more mm. so than the the quality of the video or the style of the video you know you can do that in the edit afterwards but um to, yeah to make a good exciting video i think you have to have the, the genuine passion and i think the knowledge as well of where to go 
where to find these spots and, mm. and stuff like that. Because a lot of people probably just go to the same spots that they've seen someone else go to. But if you can like scratch the surface, you'll find something. Yeah, you'll find some magical spots. Yeah, and I suppose like obviously this is something that like you know you just kind of take. I love that this is just be like a yeah, just start doing it. Like this is what I do now. But like, was there any inspiration kind of behind like you know whenever you're getting started out that like like anyone in particular that influenced you? Like mm. I know there would be uh, a couple other like especially like now like so many other kind of Irish you know explorers kind of travelers stuff like that like I uh, mean yeah. wild Irish wanderer uh like other kind of people that have like blown up on TikTok or Instagram mm-hmm. and have became like these people that I am going to to be like okay right I'm running down to XYZ I want to kind of like go to these places and then we'll be like oh did you see that video was there anybody mm-hmm. like that for you yeah that's a good question because I do I, I do think I was like probably the first like in this Irish scene on the TikTok side of mm. things. Um, Instagram, myself and Kev, Wild Irish Wonder, um, probably would have been the the two boys around where we were from that do the exploring and all that. But like, I do think it's bigger scale inspirations, mm. like Steve Backshaw. Do you know yeah. the Deadly 60? Yeah. Like that show <laughs> growing up as a child. That was, oh, the like, choke holds it had on you, honestly. Like, unbelievable. I was, I just couldn't believe that show. So good. Like, one week you'd have, like, a tiger and a threat rating five out of five. The next week it would be a crow. And you're like, why is this a deadly sexy animal? And then it would, like, do a montage of a crow, like, killing some beetles and stuff. And you're like, yes. So it's like, that that um, that show, Steve Backshaw. Then you have, obviously, David Attenborough. Hmm. Uh, Bear Grylls I do love Bear Grylls even though like super cheesy but <laughs> I love that like, let's explore a rough and tumble lifestyle yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my inspirations would have been those big scale guys because yeah. probably there, there was no one for me to to follow the path there was no yeah. like trailblazer that I could be like I want to do that this guy is from here and he's mm. doing this on an Irish scene um there, there probably are irish guys but maybe i just didn't like, come across them um so yeah it's it's those uh those worldwide <laughs> figures like steve Irwin and stuff as well um proper outdoorsy guys i love that that's where you're going to like deadly 60 you're being like yeah that fucking like cbbc show was like <laughs> I, you know what i'd still watch that if that came on now i'd be in, in just as engrossed as i was then oh fully like do you know what i mean it's whenever i suppose you kind of see these people be like how do they lead these lifestyles just like going on little adventures yeah. and basically they're just on camera just having the crack and they're just mm-hmm. like having the best time but yeah i suppose if you're being brought up like that like do you know what i mean it's just like oh come on like it can't be that hard to do especially when you have places like Donegal stuff like that mm-hmm. on the corner where like I, obviously there are big campaigns like Fault Ireland stuff like that but like I feel like it wasn't until yourself as you said or you know there kind of became that like people going out and doing that co- whole exploring or like oh come on adventure with me kind of style that developed with kind of TikTok and that kind of yeah. age that like that's when you properly were like invested into seeing things like I mean if you had to look up or you know you were just talking to people around town they'd be like oh yeah I know there's like a really nice beach here or one there or like oh we'll find somewhere hidden but like you, you don't really know where it is but it's not mm-hmm. until you can actually see it and like see people go around there they'd be like wait how the fuck did you get there or, like how is like yes. other people going around doing like you know yeah. diving in like coasting and stuff like that um I've, but- I've noticed that huge in the last couple of years I'd say about five years ago when I was maybe in my first summer after university mm. uh, or my first 
summer of university, sorry. Mm. Um, myself and a pal went down to camp in Ackle Island. Yeah. And it was middle of June. And we had, it felt like we had the whole island to ourselves. It was the middle of the day. It was nearly 30 degrees. The water was crystal clear. And there was nobody, not a sinner, on Keem or Keel Strand. Now, Keem is one of the most famous beaches yeah. in Ireland. Top three beach in the world at the minute. And we had it to ourselves. This is just like five years ago. Yeah. And now if you went to Keem today and it was raining and it was thundery and there was a bit of lightning, there's going to be a couple of people there because it's it's so well re- renowned now. Mm. Um, so I have noticed the change in the last few years. It's been that like, explosion on social media mm-hmm. through, it's just through like personal accounts. It is like personal travel accounts that has really pushed the boundaries for you know people exploring in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it's good to see in one way, but it's also like oh give me back my my personal <laughs> private beach yeah yeah definitely i suppose there's definitely some ones that you'll be like yeah no i could disclose where i find this one because i think there was even like oh my god like murder cove and stuff like that or murder hole isn't it like, murder like hole beach, yeah. yeah like even the farmers like blocked off that road and all now like you can't mm-hmm. go across the field like obviously it was you weren't really supposed to be going across there anyways but now it's like it's properly like don't go here it's kind of like I suppose so many other places around Ireland where it's like whatever gets blown up, it completely gets like flogged into. But it's hard not to. It's like a small island. People yeah, it, it becomes like out. a bit of a, a pop culture moment. Mm. You know, if, if something is happening and everyone wants to get involved. It happened with the Moor Mountains, actually. In, in <laughs> Even the mountains aren't safe. <laughs> Even the mountains. Like in around Christmas, there was an explosion of people going to the morns in the snow and it was nuts oh like, people get horny for the morns when it's snowing like <laughs> yeah absolutely like i'm i'm one of them um but did you see actually did you see that video of the, the girls like, who had to get airlifted off the summit? oh fully yeah and then that's where i was going a bit like okay like come on like you, you, you can't do it other times it's not like like, it was I. I'm sorry, but that video was hilarious. Like the wee girl, <laughs> God bless her, like was uh, just vlogging her potential death, and like and it was just slowly getting frostbite um, to her Snapchat story. And then thankfully, like Mountain Rescue came in with the helicopter. But oh, madness! Yeah, like I think that's where it's like a funny stage where it's. Everybody, I think, is, like, kind of getting into the, like, that, oh, let's, like, discover, like, our own day or whatever like this. But, like, it, I, I suppose it also does help to, you know, have a bit of, like, cap on to be, like, maybe if you're, like, yeah. not used to that kind of surrounding or if you're not, like, strictly, you know, ready for a climate like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Possibly isn't worth, like, the, the, the like, the Insta story. <laughs> and we're just saying that. Uh, but, like, I suppose for you, like, it very much is evident from the stuff you're doing, like, even, you know, seeing you going, you know, baby seals i mean like get like even like crabs off the beach and you know like cooking stuff like by yourself you seem like so kind of just adapted to that kind of like going out there style mm-hmm. like being able to jump in like knowing how to do it and do it like properly like was there anything i suppose like when you're growing up or actually this mm-hmm. is like a terrible question to like bring into this but like because it relates nothing to what i just said <laughs> but i suppose was there any kind of like moments when you're like growing up like character building kind of things or like mm-hmm. any experiences that probably like gave you like those tools 
to, you know, go out and do these wee bits piece? Or is it very much like, like just in the last couple of years that you've just, just kind of been cracking about and going like, oh, well, I might need to grab that here. Or, you know, maybe just don't like jump in whenever it's like low tide. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I think my dad has always been so sensible and so like cautious with the stuff he does, but he always let us when we grow up Mm. make the mistakes for ourselves and he'd like stand and watch us mm-hmm. and i've noticed him do it now with like my younger cousins if they're walking around with i don't know a glass of water and they might spill it instead of like rushing over like no no no, he'll like let them spill it so they can see oh, if you run around with your like favorite glass of water you're gonna tip it all over the place my favorite glass of water it- yeah you know what i mean like a bit juice, juice. I, sh- I shudder uh, to think honestly so so dad was always he let us learn through doing things ourselves like it suppose it gave us that uh independent thought which yeah. is which is hugely important when you're out exploring because you're mm. going to come across things that there is no guidebook for yeah there is no guidebook for this individual channel of water just off the coast of sligo that if you jump in and you don't stay to the left hand side the wave's gonna pull you way out you mm. have to be able to read the situation and see where the swell's breaking, see where the, the current is pulling out and when the current is pushing back in. Mm. You have to like think on your feet. You might only have a couple of seconds if you're already in the water. Um, but you can't just do things like by the book if you want to, to see the best thing. That's that's what I tell myself anyway. If you wanna if you want to do some nice thing, you're gonna have to push the line sometimes. Um, but when you when you say character building moments, I always think of this whenever I was 18 I finished school, took a gap mm. year, and I went to au pair in Spain. Now, if you don't know what au pair is, it's basically when you go and live with a family in a different country, and you can either be a nanny and look after their children, or you can teach their children English. And that's what I was doing. I was teaching a couple of lads English. They were eight and 10. Ignacio and Davide, hello, if you're listening. <laughs> you're definitely not listening. Hey, um, whoa, we've got a... <laughs> <laughs> That's some of our huge Spanish listening on you this just podcast. wait. <laughs> um, so when I was 18, I flew over there. It was the end of September. I packed my shorts, like a vest top. I was like, maybe I threw one jumper in, you know, this is going to be class. <laughs> and little did I know I was going to the coldest city in Spain. It was right up in the mountains. And I landed in September and there was frost. And when I say frost, there was a, a thick blanket of frost on the floor <laughs> I was in shorts and a t-shirt and I was like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> so I, when I got into their house and like met the family, everyone spoke Spanish, not a lot of English. The town that I was in was all Spanish. Um, you know, it wasn't touristy Spain. It was the Midlands of Spain. Mm. It was like Spanish. Um, <laughs> so, so nobody spoke English. I didn't speak Spanish. And I, I cried that first night. I was 18 and... I was like, I'm going home. I, I can't believe this. I've signed up for four months here. I can't yeah. do this. Yeah. So I cried that night thinking, how can I get home tomorrow? Mm. And then the morning came and I was like, right, I walk around the town. The next day came, the next day, it got better and better. And I was like, you know what? This is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I put myself in an uncomfortable situation and I came out of it like genuinely a different person. When I came back from Spain three or four months later, I was like, right, let's go. Like, I'm, I'm ready to, to do the next place or, like, explore Ireland now. Mm. Um, it was that unknown, that pushing myself 
through something that I really didn't want to do kind of just flipped the switch for me that you know what I, I like there's there's nothing that you can't do if you if you don't want to yeah uh, like uncomfortable situ- situations are just a barrier between you and getting to somewhere where you you've improved as a person so you gotta yeah. do it yeah exactly I mean I'm so glad that you had a full gap yeah um experience <laughs> it was just life-changing guys i went to the the, the alps of spain oh nobody spoke spanish oh, i just found myself no but like it is like kind of like situations that like definitely i think if <laughs> to even take that like like even you obviously doing australian college is such a fucking big feat or not like literally just high school is such a big feat like and mm. then to let you be going like okay no like if i could like do that at this age i mean that definitely sets some foundations to be like oh fuck it like i can go around like to all these yeah. other places do you know what i mean there's like i'd say that definitely sets you up on a good kind of like boundary to be like hey do you know what if dad doesn't want me to spill my favorite glass of water but like i can run away to like co- <laughs> like the freezing spain in my shorts like <laughs> set you some know-how but like i yeah. suppose with all the things that you've done um so far like, have there been any major, like, standout moments that have came from being, like, now in this full-time role as, like, you know, adventure, like, you know, content creator, essentially, like... Yeah, there there have definitely been moments where I'm just, like, standing there smiling, thinking, this is mad, yeah. like, this is class. <laughs> um, I'd say probably the, the one that most people would be aware of who follow me online is the Red Bull Club. Mm. Um uh, shooting three videos with them earlier in the year was it's just class like you know you're you're with a huge brand an adventure brand it's one of the biggest brands in the adventure scene in the world mm-hmm. and to be able to to shoot some content in Donegal down the west coast and on the way to Atlantic Way is like it's a match made in heaven for me um <laughs> so those were definitely some highlights I'd say as well even the first time I seen sleeve league like it is such a signature point on the way like way now mm. but whenever i walked up over the crescent of the hill and sleeve league just unveils itself mm-hmm. i was like I, I was like what like i cannot believe this like, th- this, was, this, this is back <laughs> at the start of me starting to explore ireland and i was just genuinely gobsmacked it was the first time in ireland that i had seen something that was like whoa like i yeah. did not know we had that in ireland and it looked like a, a green screen. It looked like a CGI because it's so big. And it's like, oh, yeah, that, that's a moment that like I'll always remember. Um, that was, again, my friend Rion came with me that day. And we looked at each other like we locked eyes. And we like, just didn't speak, shook heads. And we were like, we have to tell everyone about this. This yeah. is amazing. Like, why does no one know about this place? And, um, yeah, that's, that's what I started posting photos a bit more after that point. But, um. That, that, I'd say that is my OG highlight, um, something that I always remember when I started exploring in Ireland here. Yeah, I mean, that's like kind of as well. Like, I mean, even me and my brother did something very similar last year where we did like a week from like Kerry right up to Donegal. But like mm-hmm. the mountain, like kind of just places, again, like that... I suppose maybe like heard about or, you know, seen like some other place, but it's not until you're like there in those moments that you go like, oh jesus christ like do you know what i mean it kind of makes you appreciate love like so much more i think just made it like this is only like, like an hour or two away mm-hmm. and i mean like obviously there's no fucking trains like you have to drive to get these yeah. <laughs> it's like but like the way that they're kind of like 
they feel like they're yours because you're just trying to access them. You're kind of like discover them as they are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They still feel relatively like they're just like these not known kind of places. Like we're just, again, like people are obviously coming and going. Like um, but yeah, like I suppose those kind of stellar moments where you're just going to go. Maybe I'm Steve Irwin. Eh? <laughs> yeah. But the, what you said there about these places that are an hour or two away is so key because, like, we're lucky that Ireland is like relatively small. You know, you yeah. can get from one place to the other in a day. Yeah. Like, that, that means anyone with a car, like, I always say this it doesn't matter if you can fill your car with petrol, you have enough money to see some of the most stunning places in the world yeah. you don't have you don't have to buy a ticket and go to bali oh, like you but, can but it is nice it is nice <laughs> i know what you mean <laughs> like the philippines this time of year is stupendous oh. but, <laughs> but if, if you put i was gonna say 50 quid in your car it's probably like 150 quid at this stage but if you fill it if you fill the tank you can go to some like genuinely some of the most stunning places in the world and i would say some of my top three places I've ever been to would all be in Ireland. Um, like I've been lucky enough to go Asia, all around Europe, mm. um, America, North Africa. But mm. I still think Ireland, like it's just, maybe it is because it's home, but maybe because it's so green, whenever this, the sun comes out, it makes it that little bit more special because we don't yeah. get it all the time. So when yeah. the sun comes out, you know, you really, really do appreciate how, how nice it is. So um yeah, just fill the tank with that spare couple of hundred pound you have and, and uh, <laughs> start driving. Dodge your lectures and head on out. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, dodge your lecture. <laughs> and I suppose, like, obviously, it all seems, like, amazing and stuff like this. But, like, as you said, they're, like, I mean, you're, sometimes you're waking up at, like, the peak or whatever. I mean, you run down, like, I'm sure there's days where, you know, you're sleeping in your car, stuff like this for, like, mm. early sunrises. Like, have there been any, like, horror stories that have came from, like, being in this kind of role where, do you know what I mean? It's almost, like, like, it's almost expected for you to, like, be doing things now constantly. Like, has it became more of a job at all? Or has there been any, like, ones... Because Ireland's famous for um, yeah. <laughs> kind of humbling people whenever they're doing well. Has there been any yeah. kind of backlash, uh, I suppose, to this kind of new lifestyle? Yeah, that's a, a couple of things from to mind there. Whenever you said <laughs> horror story, backlash. Uh, before, I was like, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> um, firstly, the backlash, I always think this one's funny. Um, this is about a year and a half ago up mm. at, uh, on the Causeway Coast mm-hmm. near Masendon Temple. I took a photograph of a friend of mine sitting on like the cliff edge, a train coming along, stunning, mm-hmm. like one of my favorite photos. It was just on a, an iPhone. Yeah. Um, so like there's no big production. It was just simple snap. But I posted that and it went kind of kind of semi-viral. Like all the big pages were sharing it, like Cool FM shared it. And then all of a sudden, MLAs were on the news talking about it. And the Coast Guard <laughs> was talking about it. At BBC News had an article up and B- BBC News had the photo on the screen at six o'clock on, on the news. I love it. Uh, what is this about? Um, so this is extremely dangerous, high risk photos being taken at my sending temple. I was like, oh. So after after the news uh, showed it, I had all these comments underneath. Being like, you're on the news, boy, you're on the news. And I, I actually hadn't seen the news. So I was like, whoa, this is class. They must have liked the photo. And then, and then the articles were sent to me. And it was like, in quotes, it was like, stupid photo, highly risky. And I was like, oh, here we go. 
<laughs> that, that was the first time I nearly got cancelled. Um, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, most people uh, seen the positive side of it and thought, oh, you know, it's actually good. People are getting out even yeah. in February, the month that it was, to uh, to go to the National Trust sites in NI and uh, you know get to the coast. So that was the first time. <laughs> the second horror story that I can think of was I was hiking through the Picos de, de Europa in Spain, uh, <laughs> in Spain, and myself and a friend from school, this was like we were fresh to the camping scene. We didn't have any experience. The tent I had brought with me was a 12-pound tent from Asda. It was a two-man <laughs> tent. Didn't even have a sleeping mat. Literally, sleeping bag, 12-pound tent, couple of vests. Here we go. Um, went into the Picos de Europa. We decided... We'd camp by the river in a gorge. Like we climbed off off the road. We're like, let's go down here, knowing that there was rain predicted that night. <laughs> but we were like, you know, it'll be grand. It'll be grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we pitched the tent up, and what happened? It started to rain, and mm. this twelve pound tent obviously didn't hold up. Wind, rain beating off it, and we woke up at like three o'clock in the morning and we were kind of panicked. We were like, oh, did you feel that? And we were like, what was that? Was that the river? So we looked out. Thankfully, the river hadn't come up to the tent. But I mean, when it was five meters away, when we went to bed, it was about two meters away, three o'clock. <laughs> and we looked at each other and we're like, well, I'll give it another hour. And we we like rolled over and tried to get back to sleep. Like extremely stupid. Um, so yeah, what happened again? An hour later, woke up in a panic. Right, let's move this thing. So we grabbed the tent and shuffled it as far back up the cliff face we could. And then we're like, you know what? It's still five o'clock. Let's try and get a couple more hours sleep. Thankfully, <laughs> the rain eased off. The river didn't come up and take us and sweep us away in our sleep. But um, yeah, that was probably the, <laughs> the maddest. Probably the stupidest hiking camping story I have is nearly getting swept away in uh, the Picos to Europa. Yeah, I mean that's that's one for the storybooks. Yeah, just <laughs> getting cancelled by folks like BBC and I. Yeah, fuck you guys. Like climb up the most stuff. Yeah, I also almost also got swept away in Spain, but like that's yeah. <laughs> so each their own. So whenever you're not getting swept away um, down the Spanish, you know, gullies and uh, being like cancelled uh, for check of pictures by Mustadon Temple. My God, sorry, Discovery and I were definitely being like fucking put this man in the map. <laughs> <laughs> they had no idea what they're getting into um but yeah from i mean the ups and downs from red bull to kind of like things that you're doing now it seems like you kind of pr- like had a, 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 a pretty much a bit of a world when kind of jumping around the place like and it seems to be going so well um again even just like seeing like i i don't know like just the fact that you're able to like do this as like Mm-hmm. Whenever you want, it seems to be, um, it kind of seems like your lifestyle now. Um, like, but what does, I suppose, like, the future hold for yourself? I mean, you're talking to recently about, obviously, the last couple of years was locked down. Is, like, the hope or dream to kind of go discover everywhere else now? Or is there kind of like, uh, oh, no, you want to be, you know, doing more around Ireland, create, like, is there a kind of whole business spectrum? I mean, w- what does the future yeah. hold for Maris Monaghan? 
That, it's, it's a good question and it's something I, I'm still asking myself exactly what I want to do. Well, that's why I'm here to ask it. <laughs> Let, let's get to the bottom of it right now. Yeah, go on. Um, I suppose one thing that's definitely happening is I bought a van and I'm doing a van conversion. And oh, God love that's, that's going to be short term what the future holds for me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep my car and going to have the van and the car and mm-hmm. just use a van and go away for hopefully like four or five days at a time just around Ireland. Uh, the van is old and rackety, so I don't think it'll be fit for worldwide travels. <laughs> but um, yeah, that brings me on to worldwide travels. I want to do some more long-term traveling outside of Ireland. Mm-hmm. Like I suppose that was always like my roots. I was long-term traveling whenever I left school. That's how I got into traveling in Ireland was mm-hmm. originally going away and then coming back and being oh i wonder what we have here yeah so i want to do some more of that i haven't done that in probably the guts of two maybe three years just with covid um so i do want to go maybe six months in south america maybe another few months in southeast asia and the rest of asia mm-hmm. and then like who knows what happens from there um in terms of ireland i'd love to be able to continue to work with some deadly brands and like that help support me do this like mad stuff like this adventurous outdoors uh pursuits i have a couple of expedition goals i haven't really talked much about expeditions <laughs> so to speak because it sounds quite like old englishman who went to like conquer this and that like that's what whenever I hear it. I love you. All right. Yeah, that sounds so colonial. Yeah, like an expedition in terms of I want to be the first person to do this or yeah. I want to summit 10 mountains in the space of three days or, you know, something like, yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just set myself these wee goals yeah. and then go and do them. I do have one, hopefully on the horizon before the end of summer, which will be on the West Coast. It'll be in County Mayo. And mm-hmm. that's all I can say for now, because I don't know if it's going to definitely happen. And if, I do, if I'm not able to do it, I don't want someone else trying to do it before me. <laughs> so I'm keeping my cards close to my chest. Um, so yeah, there's a couple, of, a couple of big expedition goals that I have, like from as small as like a one day task to yeah. something else that is going to take me like months to train for. Like I'd love to get into some trail running and eventually mm. an end goal of like an ultra marathon across like mountain ranges and stuff mm. like that but that's probably realistically a few years down the line um but that's where i see myself growing yeah is in that direction of you know spend as much time outside as possible because that's like that's when i've i'm happiest like if i'm working and i've finished work the first thing i do is go outside Mm-hmm. so like why not spend as much time outside as i can i don't care if it's raining i don't care if it's cold i just like being outside to feel the elements on my face and on my skin run mm-hmm. the endorphins the water whatever it is i just love outside and that's where i want to spend most of my time well there you go oh my days i mean i suppose that's pretty <laughs> I mean, expeditions yeah come, come below <laughs> whereas maris is going to go up in mayo <laughs> but no like i mean that's like i think you kind of put nail the head there i feel like especially from seeing people like yourself like even one of my best mates that like i kind of like met working in dublin here he's done the exact same thing and i've seen so many people i suppose 
online as well of like say done up camper vans or not in camper vans just like done up vans to make them into mm. you know mobile kind of homes or campers or you know have gone out and I think it's because you can see it as being achievable now people can yeah. still go live their lives and then you're kind of wondering being like what's holding you back now so I suppose you've already done a good bit of legwork where I mean you've been building up a following you know you're kind of known for having this lifestyle now so like to obviously take that on the road or you know continue that on further I feel like I mean it seems like yeah it, like if it's already started out like this like why wouldn't it go further you yeah. know, anyway. but yeah. um I mean, Marius, um, Zoom's already kicked us off once and uh, I have a flight to catch. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I will finish off just by asking, we had one question in, uh, you may have seen it on my Instagram, uh, <laughs> just asked if anybody gave a thing, because obviously you're venturing around everywhere. Um, somebody actually did ask, was like, what would be your best like walk or your favourite kind of, I suppose, like, Mm. Mount place that you like go to in Ireland now not county like specific <laughs> mountain or walk well that, that does change quite a lot <clears throat> depending on like time of year and how adventurous I'm feeling gun to your but, head what's your favorite <laughs> gun, gun to my head it is Glen Column Kill it's the hike from Glen Column Kill town mm. and I'd actually park my car over at the old famine village and walk down across the beach and then take your socks and shoes off, walk through the river, then up the road and across to the Stirl. Now, the Stirl in Glen Conkill is absolutely amazing. It's kind of like that sleeve league moment when you come over the crest and you mm. see it and you're like, whoa, um, it looks like something that should be in Bali. Like, do you know that famous like little sea archon in Bali? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what it looks like. And it's in Donegal in Glen Conkill. So that gun to my head is my favourite walk in Ireland. <laughs> well, that is us all wrapped up. Marius, thank you so much for people that maybe have been listening to this show and, I mean, have kind of heard your story and, you know, or maybe going like, hey, what's that one? What's this guy doing? We're going to keep up with all this stuff. Um, or maybe there's some brands. I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, where can they find you? Where can they keep up with all the ventures that you're going to be doing? And, um, where, yeah. Where can people get in touch with you if they want to ask even more questions like putting guns to your head for fear for babies and stuff? <laughs> yeah, uh, you can just find me on Instagram at Marius Monaghan. That's M-A-R-I-U-S and then Monaghan like the county. And then the same on TikTok. So if you just type in my name, I should be first one that comes up because the only other Marius Monaghan I know is my dad. And I, I know he's not on TikTok. So yeah, that, that's how you'll find me. Just type in my name and you'll get me. <laughs> It's that simple, kids. You don't have anything else to say. <laughs> well, sir, Ozzy, it has been a pleasure. And for someone that's kind of like started up this podcast, kind of like chat to people, do you know what I mean? That like I'd see for online or like just, I think, have interest lies and interest stories. Um, You're one that I suppose I was kind of like, oh, fuck, I'd actually really like to sit down. Uh, so mm-hmm. really appreciate you taking out your time of the day. I mean, God, I've deprived no just so many hours outdoors. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's a Friday in the morning Jesus Christ um, but no honestly thanks so much uh, for coming on the pod and um, yeah best luck honestly with everything hopefully uh, run into you one of your next adventures yes, yes. <laughs> thanks thanks so much for having me on Connor and all the best no worries chat to you cheers bye, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Interviews. Please do support the podcast by giving us 
a five star rating, write a review, tell some friends, and of course, follow us on socials. You can find us at Fringe Reviews, at Fringe Reviews Podcast, Fringe Reviews Pod, just type it in online. And you can also support the podcast by giving us a little bit of funding on Ko fi. Uh, there's a link in the show notes, and there's a link through uh, the Instagram as well. And yeah, if you enjoyed, you know, listen to this and you thought, hey, I buy that guy coffee, you can do so by letting us about three quid. Um, but until next time, really appreciate you coming on for a listen and I'll chat to you later. Bye. <laughs>